Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello, welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. We are back again talking about that longest self-imposed period of unemployment most of you will have in your lifetime. Could be 10 years, could be 20. Heck, it might even be 30 or 40. It is what we call retirement. If you're wanting to get safely through those retirement years, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Here you'll be able to get access to all of our education tools, our planning resources, as well as an opportunity to spend some time with me talking about your retirement and figuring out what you need to do to eliminate the various risks. Today, I'm going to be talking about the basic premise of risk-based retirement, and that is the fact that we are living much longer today than we have in previous generations, which is causing problems because longevity is a risk multiplier. As a result, many of the risks that I cover in my flagship presentation, getting safely through retirement, end up being magnified because we have lives that are lasting sometimes 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 years longer in some situations than our predecessors, than our parents and grandparents did. With this, one of the biggest problems that it's creating when we look at longevity is the fact that we're going from a period of time where the biggest concern most people had in retirement was that they were going to pass away to a period of time now where their biggest concern is they're going to run out of money. 68% of retirees are afraid they're going to run out of money before they pass away. Unfortunately, what we're finding is over 50% of them will, and that number is going to continue to increase because unfortunately, we're not doing as good of a job planning for our retirement as we look out to the future for many individuals who are going through their working years, and we've got additional longevity. Right now, from a government standpoint, longevity is coming in right at about 76.4 years of age. Understand this has gone down over the last couple of years, was as high as 79 prior to COVID, and then it started coming down, end up at 78 during COVID, and then dropped further. Now, understand originally that was because so many people were dying because of the disease. But what we're finding now is a lot of this reduction is because of people passing away from drug overdose, primarily the younger generation. And also know from the government standpoint, when we look at longevity, they're using infant mortality, accidents happen during your working years, uh, earlier drug overdose, all these things to calculate how long you will live. What we're finding is once you get to retirement, right around age 65, average life expectancy now for you is about 84 for a male and about 88 for a female. Well, if we look out to 2060, the government's already projecting that average life expectancy at that point going to be 86 years old, including all those early deaths. What we find is for many of us, we're going to be living into our 90s. That's going to be the average life expectancy. With that's going to come a lot of problems because if you're retiring at even full retirement age of 66 or 67, you've got 25 plus years that you'll be in retirement trying to figure out how you're going to cover those costs. So today I wanted to talk about five things that you can do today to help yourself better navigate the longevity your retirement may face. Number one, is you need to maximize your social security. Folks, you've got to start spending more time looking at your social security than you do planning your next vacation. Unfortunately, it's been proven that most of you spend no time on this. You get to a point in your life, you're ready to retire, you know social security is available, and so you go ahead and take those benefits. But what we find is that under every situation, if you were to claim your benefits early at age 62, uh, full retirement age, which again, 66 and six months this year, 
going up to 67 for those of you born 1960 or later. But if you were to claim at those periods of time versus age 70, where you can get your delayed retirement credits, what we're finding is for the highest income earner, and especially if you're in a marriage where you're expected to live to life expectancy, break even is going to happen before you hit life expectancy. So many people are leaving tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. I've talked about this before in this podcast, but please know I'm not having people come back from the other side that have passed on wishing that they had done something different, that somehow they had claimed their benefits early because they would have had more money available. But I do get people in my office and reaching out to me all the time that are saying, Dave, I'm in my 80s or 90s. I claim my Social Security at a very early age. I claim maybe even at 62. I wish I would have waited to 70 had I known I was going to live this long. I could use that money and I didn't realize I was leaving so much on the table by making that bad decision. You do need to do an analysis to figure this out. It's not something you're going to be able to do just looking at your statements and trying to calculate uh, what that looks like. You're going to need to include your life expectancy, your spouses if you're married. You're also going to need to look at what future earnings may be. You're going to need to project that in and when you're planning to stop working. All that's going to affect when you should claim those benefits. And if you get that right, know it's going to provide you, in most cases, higher income during those late years. Instead of having to take the big hit in retirement that so many people do if they live too long, you can be in a position where your retirement can be getting better to where you can be making more money, especially when we look at the fact that Social Security is inflation adjusted. You've got that COLA increase that can help you substantially the higher that amount of money is. Number two, include annuities in your retirement. We talk quite a bit about this. I talk about it from a standpoint of my misunderstanding why people even treat the retirement like they do. For decades now, we've had individuals that believe that the way they should treat the retirement is to become the next big stock investor or hire other people to do it for them when they've spent decades getting paychecks on a regular basis. Whether they've been Schedule C business owners and got some dividends or distributions coming in from there, whether they're a W-2 employee where they're getting those payments coming in on a regular basis, whatever the case may be, we've lived off of paychecks for most of of us. They filled up our bank accounts at the beginning of the month. We've then emptied those out during the month on various bills and then had them replenished again the next month. It's worked very well. Then we get into retirement and we try to change that model. We get to a point where Social Security becomes the only guaranteed source of income for many retirees. And then they try to fill in the gap with investment returns off of money that they've set aside. No reason for you to do that. There are annuity products out there that will allow you to supplement that Social Security in an environment where it can be tax-free income, allow the Social Security to be tax-free as well, and put you in a position where that will last as long as you do with inflation adjustments that happen throughout your retirement. Allows you to live as long as you want to live or as long as God allows you to live without having those worries that your portfolio is going to get to zero before you pass away. And now you're going to become a burden on someone else. So really need to look at these. My recommendation here is a fixed index annuity where you've got the principal protection of the index, but the upside growth of the market as the market increases. So definitely something you've got to relook at. Now, please do not go out and buy one of these just because we had this conversation here on the podcast. You definitely need to do more homework, something that we provide through many of our other educational webinars that we offer. 
Number three, take care of your mind and body. What we're finding is this is one of the best things you can do for yourself to be able to not only have a longer life, but to be able to enjoy that longer life. Unfortunately, when we look out to longevity, we're not guaranteed to necessarily live healthy. We're just guaranteed to to live longer. This is something they're proving to be the case because of medicine and technology. We're living longer than our predecessors, but we need to do our part so that we live healthy. That way it's preventing some of the additional medical costs we'll have, be in a position to where we can better take care of ourselves. We're not having to rely on third parties to step in and cover the services that we can't do that at that point we're gonna have to pay for. More than 50% of CPAs will run out of money in retirement, and this number is projected to grow because of risks like inflation, increased longevity, and rising healthcare costs. Retirement Risks Advisors has the perfect solution to help CPAs make their money last as long as they do. Learn more by signing up for our flagship webinar, Getting Safely Through Retirement. In this webinar, we share the top 10 financial risks CPAs will face in retirement and what can be done to reduce or eliminate each risk. To get started, visit retirementriskadvisors.com safe. Number four, solve for a long-term care event. With age comes the higher risk that we're going to become permanently disabled at some point during our retirement years. And as we look at it across the board, what we find is if you make it to average life expectancy, again, somewhere around age 84 for a male, around 86 as a female, you've got a 70% chance at that point to have a long-term care event where you become permanently disabled Average event for a male is going to last about 2.2 years. Average event for a female, 3.7 years. Going to require hundreds of thousands of dollars to solve the issue. And we're not preparing for it. We're not putting things in place to be able to take care of those costs once we get to that point. So there are options out there for you to solve this. Number one, you can self-insure, save enough money to cover this. It's going to cost you between three and $500,000 per spouse. You can get family members involved. I do recommend if you're going to do this, make sure they're on board, especially if it's your children. And personally, I would recommend that you do something else besides them because it has such a negative impact on their lives. Oftentimes, they become resentful. They start having some mental issues. Their marriages start falling apart with divorce. You can buy expensive long-term care insurance. I have a number of clients that do this, work with people to get these policies in place for those that it works well for. There's sometimes misgivings with these policies that people don't like. And then the last one, you can look at permanent life insurance with a chronic illness rider that will allow you to cover a long-term care event if it happens with the death benefit from the policy because they will allow you to access that in advance prior to passing away. But you do need to come up with a solution, right? Right now, we've only got about 6% of America who has a solution for this. That number is going to have to increase. We do have some states right now trying to figure out how they're going to solve it or make you solve it through additional payments you would pay to them because most of the services are being covered by Medicaid, state-run program. Two-thirds of those who have a long-term care event end up in a Medicaid-funded facility. And the last one here, number five, pay off debt prior to retirement. I am seeing more and more people that I work with going into retirement with substantial debt. 
not even their own debt many times. It's debt they've taken on for their children, maybe their grandchildren, maybe even friends or family that they've brought into their financial situation in an effort that they're trying to help other people out. You cannot be doing this if you're expecting to have the money you need to get through a long-term retirement. Because it's during those retirement years, you should be getting the benefit from earning interest or rates of return on your investments, not paying interest out. Many of you use leverage during your working years to allow your assets to grow maybe quicker, put yourself in a better position. When we get into retirement, this isn't the place we want to be. Markets take a downturn. We end up in a position where assets are not worth what the debt is, going to become very problematic as you're trying to figure out and navigate a 20, 30, 40-year retirement and how you're going to put all those pieces together. And understand, when you were doing it back in your 30s and 40s, pretty easy solution. You, You worked harder. You start making more money, doing whatever it took to be able to get yourself back on track as a 70, 80, or 90-year-old. Pretty tough to do that. Not a lot of jobs hiring you out there that are going to pay you anything like what you were receiving during those working years. So be very careful. Even your homes, my recommendation is to have those off. I know there's some advisors out there that are not as conservative as I am that would tell you to go ahead and leverage out that house, get yourself in a position where you can use the leverage that's there to maximize your investment portfolio. I'm not from that mold. I'm someone that tells you to get it paid off. I've done it myself. I work with many clients across the country who have, and there's just a great piece that comes with it to know you've got a place to live, to know then the other assets you have available can be used to pay for general living costs without having that big monthly house payment that you're having to pay. Those are the five items, folks. Our show's going to be a little short today, but uh, very impactful with the information that we've been able to share here. Remember, we're living longer. In fact, if I were to go out there and ask a bunch of you how long you were going to live and you were to give me an age, over half of you would underestimate. You would tell me that you were going to pass away sooner than you actually would, and 28% of you would underestimate by five years. You're going to live five years longer than you think you will, and all that's going to take money. All that's going to take resources. Much of it may be filled with health issues and other problems. You're going to have to try to figure out how to cover So let's take action now. If you're not in the point where any of these things have happened, you're not in your 80s or 90s, it's not too late to start making some of these decisions. And if you can't do them all, do something. Start making action in areas that you can improve to get yourself into a better position. Folks, that is our show. My name's Dave Hall. I've been your host. I look forward to seeing each of you again next week where we come back and talk about the various risks facing your retirement. And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. We come out with a new episode every Friday morning and you don't want to miss it. The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com to sign up for more than 15 free CPE retirement webinars.